Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Scars. Welcome to this special Sunday afternoon edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. We got a good show today. We're going to get right into our main story, and that's the PWI 500 that was just released. I'll give you my version of the top 10 as well as what they revealed as their top 10. That's going to be on first. And then last night was Extreme Rules live the premium event on Peacock from the Wachovia Center in Philadelphia. I'll give you my reaction to the pay-per-view in each match. So without further delay, let's begin. Let's go right into our main story, <clears throat> and that is the PWI 500. It was just released last week. It is the 32nd annual PWI 500. It is a very prestigious rating system. And before we start revealing the top 10 here, in case anyone has not read yet, we need to thank our friends Al Castle, Harry Burkett, Brian Solomon, Lou DiPietro, Mike Bessler, Kevin McAvee, Righteous Reg, Francesco Mandolini, Ashley Morris, Jason McVeigh, Kristen Ashley, Brandy Hicks, Jake Joyce, and Candice Cordelia. As they wrote the um, PWI 500, I want to give them all the credit. So the PWI 500 starts on page 10 of the magazine. It's available now at all newsstands. So let me reveal right now the top 10 from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And this is based on their criteria, in-ring achievement, win-loss record, championships, etc. Influence, visibility, and prestige within a promotion. Technical ability, quality of moves, matches, and ring psychology, competition, success against the most varied and highest quality opponents available, and the activity, a minimum of 10 matches total or six matches in separate months. So that's their criteria. So here we go. Number 10, Jonathan Gressum. Number 9, Big E. Number 8, El Hijo del Vikino. Number seven, Brian Danielson. Number six, Cody Rhodes. Number five, Bobby Lashley. Number four, Adam Hangman, Adam Page. Number three, CM Punk. Number two, Kazuchika Okada. And number one, of course, the number one man, the big, I mean, the big dog himself, the tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. So that is their PWI 500. Now let me give you my PWI 500. This is based on what I've watched over the past year from January on to now. And, and that's what I'm going to base my criteria on as far as win-loss record, how they did against opp opposition, did they win any tiles, etc., etc. So let me give you my version of the PWI 500. Now, mostly it'll be based in AEW and the WWE, which I watch on television. Number 10, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF, perhaps the number one heel in the business. He's been doing promos lately. He hasn't been getting in the ring, but he did beat Wheeler Yuta this past Monday. We'll see what happens. He, of course, is the casino chip winner in that battle world, meaning he'll get a title shot. 
at the AEW World Heavyweight title down the road. Number nine, this also will include men and women, by the way, because number nine is the TBS champion, Jay Cargill, now 39-0 since beating Willow Nightingale, the uh, Knight of Champions, last night on TBS. Number eight, the almighty Bobby Lashley, the United States heavyweight champion, has been having a dominant reign since winning it back in July. Number seven, Drew McIntyre. I'll talk more about Drew from last night in a moment, but he nearly became the universal champion at the Clash of the Castle, if not for Solo Sokoa interfering in the match. Number six, the AEW interim world champion, Tony Storm. Tony Storm now part of the revolution with Soraya. And by the way, more about Soraya next week right here on this podcast because I got something to say about some good news that she just got. Uh, Number five, Liv Morgan, now the former SmackDown Women's Champion. More about how she lost the belt later on in the show as we review Extreme Rules. But she wins the WWE SmackDown Women's title at Money in the Bank. Only lasted about two and a half months before losing it to Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Again, I'll have my thoughts on that later in the show. Number four, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, John Moxley. John Moxley has made three successful title defenses since winning it for the third time in the finals of the Tournament of Champions against Brian Danielson, a fellow member of the Blackpool Fight Club. Number three, CM Punk, just by his impact alone and him winning the AEW World Heavyweight title and then the fiasco for the AEW All Out Media Scrum. I'll have more about CM Punk's future next week on the podcast. Number two, the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. She has been successfully defending her title over the past year and including a big win over Bayley last night at Extreme Rules. More about that match later on in the show. And of course, I will agree with Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the number one wrestler in the world right now is the head of the table, the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. And that is my main story for this week. You can pick up the PWI 500 edition of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, available now at all newsstands, all grocery stores as well. And a reminder, everyone, that the Women's 150 will come out on uh, November 15th. When that comes out, I will do the same as this. I will give you the top 10 of what they had and what I feel is the women's top 10. Like I said, that is our main story for this week. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we're getting extreme after last night's Extreme Rules. I got plenty to say about it. More about Extreme Rules and more of this Sunday afternoon edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro after this. Timeout. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyverse here, available now on my YouTube channel, www.youtube.com slash paulskyvers. New episodes of From the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories. First, on From the Mind of the Nitro, I send an open memo to Tony Khan concerning the AEW All Out Media Scrum and how I would handle the situation if I was in charge. Then on Nitro Memories, 
We look back at September 1987. Ronnie Garvin became the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson became the NWA World Tag Team Champions. And the formation of the Mega Powers. That's all coming up. Available now. It is from the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories. And coming up later today, it will be a new edition of the Nitro Classics. Thanks so much for supporting our YouTube channel. Don't forget to check us out, www.youtube.com slash Paul Stivers. Don't miss it. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Stivers here for Anchor.fm. It's time to get extreme with our podcast. And we get extreme on every subject. And believe me, it gets extreme sometimes. But we're not joining on the fun and create your own podcast. It's free. It's easy to set up. Excuse me. You can make money off of it, and it streams on all services. Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services. Let's get extreme podcast style with Anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Saturday, this Sunday afternoon edition, excuse me, of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro Thank you so very much for joining us. It's now time to get extreme. Let's take a look back at Extreme Rules, which was last night on Peacock, which is a premium event. It's a pay-per-view, people. It's a pay-per-view. And we begin with the pregame show. Same formula, same boredom. It is so boring. Why don't you put on a match at the pregame show? It's not that hard. But it's the same formula, the King, Booker T, more about the King in a moment. The King, Booker T, uh, and two other dudes out there discussing the history of the matches. Who do you think will win? Uh, is is Roman going to keep his title? Who cares? You've been hyping it the last six months. It's boring. Boring. And by the way, next week on our podcast, I'll talk about the new changes in the commentary, too. I got a few opinions about that. Anyway, Jerry Lawler said something interesting. He told a story about the strap match. They were talking about Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. Well, Lawler had a strap match with Austin Idol, but Jerry Lawler seems to tell a different story. And he's like, well, Lawler... Austin Idol put the strap on the rope when we wrestled in the strap match. He put the strap on the ropes, and I was forced to, and I was tied up literally to the ropes. Couldn't get out there while Austin Idol was beating me all around the ring and stuff like that. And I took like the first 30 seconds of it. I was like, wrong, King. Wrong. Boy, you have a great sense of imagination, King. It was in January 1987. I saw the strap match, King, and it was you that put the strap on the rope. It was you that pulled out the chain. It was you that knocked out Austin Idol. One, two, three. That's the story, people. January 1987. Don't let Lawler fool you with that. Come on, King. You know better. Wrong again, King. Come on now, King. Come on. You know what happened. Anyway, there was a video interruption. The White Rabbit. This digital video thing where he crawls across that X 
marked piece of ground or something like that. Weird. And it'll get even more weirder at the end of the show when the white rabbit revealed itself. More about that later in the show. And that was the pregame show. Besides Lawler stretching the truth and telling his version of the story, playing boring for the pregame show. Boring. Spice it up, will you? Now let's get right into the pay-per-view. The opening of the pay-per-view. The spelling bee. Horror theme. Dumb. Spell horror. I'm an extreme kid. Who cares? It's dumb. Stupid. Give me a break, will you please? I mean, that was a dumb opening. We've got enough horror pictures now on the show. No doubt about it. Ugh, forget it. We know what extreme's all about. Which leads us to our first matchup, by the way. The pregame show, you guys lied again. You said that Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey was going to be the first bout. No, it was the Donnybrook match. A good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. As Imperium took on the Brawling Brutes. That was a vicious fight with the Brutes picking up the win in 17 minutes and 59 seconds. And even when uh, Sheamus and them came out there, here comes the White Rabbit interruption. Why? Again, why? We'll find out later in the show. Anyway, the bar scene at ringside, stupid. It looks so cheap. Looks so fake. Really? Do you need to have a bar st stand there? Do you need to have wheel? I mean, barrels of uh, uh, wooden barrels at ringside? No, you don't need it. It looked dumb. Imperium are true foreign heels. They just booed the heck out of Imperium. But you got to admit, they've been pretty good foreign heels ever since coming to the WWE. No doubt about that. By the way, the attendance was announced that night. Sold out in Philadelphia at the Wycobia Center. 15,994. Pretty good job there, Philadelphia. Pretty good job there. It was a good, solid fight and a good match to open the show. Once again, the Brawling Brutes defeat Imperium in 17 minutes and 59 seconds. Moving on now to the next matchup. It was the SmackDown Women's title, an Extreme Rules match between Rowdy, Ronda Rousey, and Liv Morgan. And we have a new SmackDown Women's Champion as Ronda, as the Rowdy won, Ronda Rousey defeated Liv Morgan in 12 minutes and 22 seconds. It was an intense match, no doubt about it. And now Ronda's a heel. Well, let me say this. The reign of Liv Morgan, way too short. Too short. Two months? Two months? Really, people? Two months? That's all you're going to give him is two months as champion? Are you out of your minds? Really, you should have given her a full year as champion. Come on, have Ronda Rousey beat her three times. Really? Come on. Give me a break. As far as I'm concerned, too short of a reign. It should have lasted a year until at least WrestleMania. She earned that. And now she's got a darker side now that she uh, was interviewed in the back. She was in a dark place, so to speak. Please do not screw this up, creative. Please do not screw this up. You already cut her reign short, which was stupid. And now Ronda's now a heel. I'm the champion, and you all can kiss my mm. That's why you can fill in the blank there. Yeah, you could go to hell, fans. I don't need you. 
Well, we don't need you either, Rhonda. Give me a break. Holly Holmes calling. Stop being a jerk. Give me a break, Rhonda. Well, we'll just keep right on booing you. I don't care about the fans. I'm the champion. Bleep. Who cares about you? Bleep. Why don't you take your bleeping behind back to the bag? You're the champion. Whoopie-doo. And learn an abdominal stretch or a sleeper or something. Come on now. Anyway, Rhonda's now a heel. Big deal. Liv Morgan did a good job in this match. A great effort by her. Her reign was just cut too short as far as I'm concerned. Well, we're going to take a timeout. More of our look back at Extreme Rules after this timeout. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Scars here for Anchor.fm. Have you ever wanted to do a podcast? Well, now's the time to do it. It's free, it's easy to set up, and it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services. Come aboard today at Anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to this special Sunday afternoon edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us as we continue on our look back at Extreme Rules last night on the the Peacock. It's a premium event, folks. It's a pay-per-view. It is a pay-per-view. Anyway, the next bout of the night was the strap match. Not to be confused with an Indian strap match as Karrion Cross went one-on-one with Drew McIntyre. And Karrion Cross, surprisingly enough, got the win in 10 minutes and 27 seconds where a pinfall or submission ended the strap match. Before the match, Karrion jumped Drew before the bell even rang, and they were starting to brawl all through the arena because Karrion refused to put on the strap at the beginning. So they had to do all the brawling. Let's get extreme. Let's brawl all over the building. And then they got back in there. Drew took advantage, got the strap on, ding, ding, the bell rang. It was, and yes, the strap came down there. Boy, it left some marks. But at the end, Scarlet used pepper spray. That's right, police-grade pepper spray to blind Drew. And that's set up for the shot in the back of the head and the pin in 10 minutes and 27 seconds. It was an okay match as far as I'm concerned. But now you want to use police-grade pepper spray? What's next? The pepper spray ball, boom. Oh, I got hit with pepper spray again. Really? Is that a way to end the match? Unbelievable. It's a strap match. Drag them to all four corners of the ring. Oh, I forgot. I'm confusing it now with an Indian strap match. Please, strap match my rear end. Carry and cross the victor in 10-27. Moving on now to the fourth match of the night. The Raw women's title was on the line in a ladder match between Bianca Belair and Bailey. And Bianca Belair picked up the win in 16 minutes and 52 seconds. Great bout. And proves once again, Bianca Belair was my number two pick in my PWI 500. And I wouldn't be too surprised if she picked up the number one spot in the women's 150 when that issue comes out in November. Awesome moment when she did the double KOD to both Dakota Kai and Io Sky. That was sweet. And then she delivered the same thing to Bailey while Bailey was holding onto a ladder. What were you doing holding onto the ladder when you get caught in the KOD? Well, when she hit boy, oh man, her face, jaw hit that ladder. Boom, she was out for the night. 
And Bianca Belair got up to the ladder for the title first up the ladder to pick up the win in 16 minutes and 52 seconds. And this is another reason why Bianca Belair will be a nominee for Woman of the Year at the PWI Achievement Awards. Well, we're going to take our last time out here. When we come back, we'll wrap things up with ex uh, about Extreme Rules after this timeout. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Skyros here for Anchor.fm. Have you ever wanted to do a podcast? Well, now's the time to do it. It's free. It's easy to set up. You can make money off of it, and it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services. Come aboard today at Anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to this edition, uh, this Sunday afternoon edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. We're looking back at Extreme Rules. We got two more matches to go. Our next bout is the I Quit match between Edge and Finn Balor. And Finn Balor picked up the win in 29 minutes and 57 seconds. Follow me on this one, people. They fought all over the arena. They had Edge had plenty of opportunity to make Finn Balor tap. He didn't do it. Finn Balor tried to make Edge say I quit. Couldn't get it done. But then the Judgment Day interferes in the match. Rey Mysterio tried to help out, but Dominic attacked Rey Mysterio. That's right. Dominic said, you can stick it, Dad. And he comes out there, rams him into the ring post, and beats him up and tears at the mask. That's right. Dom now officially hates his father, Rey Mysterio. This is going to be a feud. I'm telling you right now, put that on the card at Crown Jewel. I don't know what, well, wait a minute. It may not work at Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Maybe at the Survivor Series. We'll have to wait and see. But then Beth Phoenix comes out there to help Edge after Edge got handcuffed to the ropes. Edge never quit. Beth Phoenix took care of business, got the key from Rhea Ripley after throwing her out of the ring, untied the or unlocked Edge, and then Edge delivered three vicious spears and was ready to finish him off when Rhea Ripley knocked out Beth Phoenix with a pair of brass knuckles. And then they try to put her in the concerto, and Finn Balor's like, Edge, we ain't playing. We're not playing. You better say it, Edge, or she's going out, dude. We're not playing around. And then Edge mutters, I, I quit. I quit. What? What is that? I, I quit. I quit. Have some emotion into saying I quit, Edge, if you're going to say I quit. But it turned out to be a lie as... Uh, Rhea Ripley delivered the concerto to Beth Phoenix, knocking her out, so she's going to be out for a while. And Edge had to help her, his wife out on the stretcher. So Finn Balor, pretty good match, picks up the win in 29 minutes and 57 seconds. And now the Judgment Day is the number two faction right behind the bloodline. Oh, by the way, more about... Mr. Sami Zayn next week on our podcast. Moving on, it is time for the main event of the evening, the Fight Pit match. Riddle, Matt Riddle, takes on Seth freaking Rollins. And at the end, Riddle picks up the wing, gets his revenge, 
by making Seth Rollins tap out in 16 minutes and 40 seconds. With Daniel Cormier at the USC as a guest referee, it was a hard-hitting match, including an RKO on top of the uh, podium and Seth falling down, caught, caught himself a little bit, and then fell down to the canvas. It was a pretty intense match, and thank God it is over. It looks like it is all over. But then as the pit fight pit uh, cage raised and everyone left the ring, the lights go out. And it's time to reveal the White Rabbit. As if I really cared. I'm not a horror uh, movie fan. You can tell. But the White Rabbit is going to be revealed. They had all types of People at each corner of the building wearing a mask. Michael Cole and um, Corey Grace freaked out because there was a mask on the table. Like I said, more about the new commentary team switches next week on our podcast. Anyway, they freak out. Oh, my God. What's that? I was like, oh, geez. Have we heard enough from any horror movies these days? Anyway, at the end of the day, there's a door and there's a light. Uh, It's getting scary. It's getting weird. And then they open the door. It's Bray Wyatt. That's right. Bray Wyatt is back in the WWE. And I've been reading, oh, Roman's going to be scared now. The head of the table's not going to be served. Oh, dear God. Here we go again. Uh, I don't know what Bray Wyatt's going to be doing. I'm just going to have to play wait and see. Probably more about that next week. And that and Extreme Rules in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was a pretty good show as far as I was concerned. Uh, Liv Morgan losing the title. Her reign cut way too short. Should have been over a year as far as I'm concerned. But otherwise, a very good show for the WWE's Extreme Rules. And now the next one, Crown Jewel in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, where Roman Reigns will defend the Universal title against Logan Paul. Like I said, that's a joke of a match. It's a joke. Two matches and you get a title shot. Two matches. Uh, well, that's my. That's it for my coverage of Extreme Rules. Um, we're not going to be doing this week in wrestling history this week. That's going to come back next week. So we are out of time here for this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro on a Sunday afternoon thanks so much for joining us until then i'm paul the nitro sky was here saying so long everybody we'll see you next week on saturday evenings with the nitro so long everybody